This is the new Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 Chai FM. I'm happy to say we have online, as we do every Monday morning, dear South Africa's Rob Hutchinson. How are you doing, Rob? Very well in yourself, Benji. I am doing uh, fantastic. Uh, so, Rob, a bit of stuff going on, parliamentarily speaking. Uh, let's just say that today's segment is very green. Um, <laughs> and we're going to be starting off with the climate change bill. <laughs> Very good. Indeed, the climate change bill, which is uh, quite a controversial bill as well. And I'm sure the listeners will, will get the joke in, in, in a while. But <laughs> yeah, result of the climate change bill. So what that what this proposes is, um, in, in line with global initiatives, is to place a, a legal obligation on all organs of state, on all ministries and all businesses as such to that every decision that they make must consider the climate and the environmental minister, and they have to develop a a climate change mitigation plan in the short term, medium term, and the long term. This has large, or should I say, far-reaching ramifications, as it it does affect everyone and um, individuals, right down to businesses and government operations, civil society, absolutely everyone. What what government is proposing here is to set uh, targets, which they call the green targets, along with time frames, and to obviously bring down the greenhouse gas emissions. Although greenhouse gases have yet to be determined by by the minister, and interestingly, the minister gets to uh, provide a list of the greenhouse gases, which she believes could be the cause of climate change or likely to be the cause of of climate change, which is quite concerning because. Although they're putting the policy forward, they don't explicitly say what gases will will cause the uh, potential damage that they they see happening. And the way government is going to do uh, do this is they're going to introduce it immediately. It will place carbon budgets on on individuals and on and on companies. And if you exceed that, then there will be there will be fines and uh, other measures to to contest with. So it's quite a involved piece of legislation, and I think the the crux of it all here is that it affects absolutely every aspect of the civil society, of of civilian life, of governments, decisions they make. Absolutely everything now it has to account for the effects that it has on the on, on the climate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, how would this work? Uh, Rob, with something like ESCOM, for example, I mean, surely they have to be the biggest carbon polluter that we have in the country. Without a doubt, ESCOM is definitely uh, one of the biggest. The other big, other big ones are the steel industry and smelters and and so on. And they obviously set targets which they have to comply with. And what what the bill proposes is that um, it'll peak. They they allow. Um, an increase in in gases and emissions up until about up until uh, 2025, and then it's uh, the emissions must um, plateau and flatline for up to 10 years, and only then do we have to see a positive decline. So, <laughs> in in my opinion, the obvious solution there would be to massively increase coal production right now for ESCOM, and right up until 20 uh, 2025, and then keep it steady. And then taper off as as we get closer to 2036. That would solve our uh, electricity problems, uh, supply problems, and also meet 
the obligations presented in the climate change bill? Yeah, certainly. I think that there's, uh, given the discussions around ESCOM at the moment, that this, this bill is a very, is dropping right into a, a number of important questions on the one side, the electricity provision question, uh, also on, on how things are procured, uh, and then, of course, on, on, on the issue of the climate, uh, and has, I think, uh, a, a lot of potential if it's sort of misused uh, and, and not thought through properly. Definitely, definitely. And, well, look, it's a, it's a relatively unknown uh, area, and it's difficult to make projections. And I, I assume that's why in the bill itself, it's it talks about a short-term plan, a medium-term plan, and a long-term plan with scenario planning. And then those scenarios have to be updated annually or at minimum once every five five years because we simply don't know. We can't predict the weather, what it's going to be like tomorrow. As you said, we didn't think it would rain today, but here we are, it's raining. So, you know, it's difficult to see what, what the climate will produce or what will happen in, on the climate side and global climate. But there we go. It's it's um, a rather contentious piece of, of legislation. Lots of positive points, but a lot of uh, limitations and uh, restrictions being placed on individuals and businesses. Speaking to Rob Hutchinson today from TS South Africa, I'm Benji Shulman. This is 101.9 High FM. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. And we are with Rob Hutchinson today from Dear South Africa in the very green edition of uh, the Dear South Africa Hello Parliament report. Uh, we did climate change and now, Rob, we're doing cannabis. Yeah, from one one green initiative to another green initiative, as you said, brilliant, <laughs> without it up. So the Cannabis for Private Purposes Bill. Now, this is, this is a bill that went out for public comment around about two, two years ago in 2020 and uh, quite a contentious again was uh, put out after a court ruling in the constitutional court which uh, legalized the possession and use of do i say marijuana or, or tucker in in the, in in south africa to to a point so what happened here is um, government realized that there's a great economic potential here um, estimates are up to about 28 billion rand in additional revenue could be added to to our economy um, through the legislation or, or regulation of of the cannabis industry. So this goes towards uh, the growing, the possession, and the selling of of cannabis products, not just not just smoking products, but also uh, CBD oils and other medicinal products as well that do contain cannabis. The the bill regulates the entire industry. It proposes um, uh, job creation. The government estimated, I think President Ramaphosa actually also mentioned it in his State of, of, of the Nation address, that 130,000 jobs would be created uh, for, by, by this industry. That's a, a massive amount of, of potential income there. And also the bill does uh, propose regulation, so they, they will... A, a monitor the quality and the strength of of products, the safety, and provide education and harm reduction measures, and also monitor the effects on on public health. It's obviously a great revenue source, as government will treat it the same as alcohol and tobacco, and make it only available for people above 18, and obviously introduce a syntax on on top of that. So all in all, it seems to be. A quite a fantastic bill. 
that um, there's far more implications than, or far more positive implications than just the effects of, of smoking. That was, Rob, that was going to ask, I mean, it's, you're saying it's, it was called the Cannabis for Private Purposes Bill, but it actually sounds like it's a much broader framework for addressing the cannabis industry uh, in general and, and, and how people operate it outside of its drug, as a use as a drug, uh, you know, there's, there's many parts to, to the cannabis industry, I guess. So uh, is there a sense that this is a, a piece of legislation that's been well thought out and has had proper input? We sometimes get as we've discussed in the show, ill-thought legislation that just gets thrown on together and not properly put, you know, put uh, put right. I mean, is there a sense that, that that everyone has kind of voiced their their views on this particular thing? Yes, Benji, that's actually an incredibly valid point. The bill did surface uh, last year sometime, and due to the, the extensive public participation that happened at that time, they highlighted some real problems with with the bill uh, for one for one major point was that it allowed for the distribution and well not even the distribution it allowed for a personal use and and growing of, of the product and but it didn't provide for the selling thereof it criminalized selling so obviously that was kind of pointless to to uh, boosting the economy so through the extensive public consultation they made amendments to the draft and then introduced it again to Parliament with with the amendments learned from the public participation process, which is where we are now sitting with an amendment to the original amendment amended bill, and that will have to go out for public uh, participation once again to highlight any flaws. And then once it's approved, which a government is hoping to approve it by April, then it will go through to Parliament for deliberation there, get approved there, and then go through to national council of of provinces but before that it will more than likely have to undergo another public participation process to get more input from from the public and we're in one of those processes now so it's it's open for public comment well rob a a ending off on a high you, know, you might say <laughs> um for the for for rob hutchinson in dear south africa or, in, uh, cl- rob, or in a cloud of mystery one of the two <laughs> Uh, Rob Rob Hutchinson there from Dear South Africa. So much. Thank you so much for joining us, taking us to the end of the show for today. Thank you to the whole team who helps put it together. Avusi on the sound, Mashadi on the production, and um, Craig pushing all the big red buttons. And to you, dear listener, who joins us every single week. And do join us next week on the new Blue Review.